I had lost connection with who I was mm. through the whole confusion of the brain injury. I had forgot who I was. I had no idea who I was because I was so confused. It reminded me who I was of a child. Hey folks, welcome back to the Uncivilized Podcast. This is Trevor Boehm, your host. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Movement, author of the books, Today I Rise and Man Uncivilized, and the founder of the Uncivilized Nation. And this is the official podcast of the Uncivilized Movement. And you've probably heard me say this in a number of ways or a number of different ways, but at our core, our mission is to end the suffering in men and end the suffering brought about by men. So just listening to this podcast, you're contributing to us, you're helping us reach that mission. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of it, for part of growing this podcast. I think at the time I'm recording this, we have over 325,000 downloads, which is bonkers for a podcast that's only been around for two years. So thank you so much. And today's episode is going to be a great one. Uh, it's with a young man named Koa Smith. And I didn't know Koa when I first reached out to him. For some, I think he came across my YouTube algorithm and I thought, wow, here's this incredible professional surfer who's talking about getting a concussion and how he worked through the aftermath of the concussion with psilocybin. So this was really, really intriguing, right? You have a 27-year-old guy who's got the world at his fingertips, who's getting paid a lot of money to travel around the world and surf the world's best waves. He's living the dream, and he has an accident, and he goes through an initiation. And whether you surf, whether you've had head injuries, whether you like psilocybin or not, this is really an inspirational story about a young man who takes a different path who gets brought back to himself, who does what so many of us are doing in men's work, but is doing it just in a different genre. So I love this conversation. Co is hilarious. I know you're going to get a ton out of this conversation. As I said, whether you're a surfer, whether you're an avid mushroom user, whether you've ever had head injury, whatever it may be, uh, I know you're going to love this one. Uh, if you would, do me a favor at the end of this. Please go to iTunes, go to Spotify, go to wherever you're listening to this and give us a review. As I said, you're helping the movement. Our goal is to reach a million men. And I have a funny feeling that when we do, a lot of the things that we're dealing with culturally and societally will shift. So if you could, just that, that's my only ask. Please go to iTunes, Spotify, leave a five-star review, four-star review, three-star review, one-star if you think everybody just needs Jesus and not this podcast. Thanks whoever left that one. And without further ado, my brother, Koa Smith. Koa Smith, welcome to Uncivilized Podcast, brother. This, is, this has been a long time coming. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat and break down some layers here. Awesome, man. For, for people who may not know you or know of you, would you mind giving us just a quick background on what you do in the world and kind of what's inspiring you at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, Koa Smith. I'm 27 years old, I'm born and raised on the island of Kauai. Now I live on the North Shore of Oahu, where I'm just basically chase pipeline. Um, I'm a professional surfer. Pipeline is just like kind of the mecca of surfing. Like it's the most intense, like just extreme rides you can kind of get. So that's basically what I do. I'm would consider myself an entrepreneur. My brother and uh my two brothers and I and um, our one, our good buddy started the Sunrise Shack, a coffee shop, cafe, smoothie bowls, 
on Oahu. We now have, we just opened up our fifth location on Oahu. Um, so that's been pretty amazing, but yeah, I'm have my own YouTube channel. That's kind of what I do, YouTube, social media, and just try to share my surf adventures and my, my insights and injuries and just Mm. try to share and help people along the way, you know? Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Did you, if we go back a bit, like, did you always know you want to be a pro surfer or was it it's something that kind of snuck always, up on bro. you? Always. Since, since I was four years old, like I started surfing because my older brother started surfing and our, my, our parents are from Michigan. Um, my dad is a big golfer. He wanted us to be golfers and <laughs> we had growing up on Kauai is just the natural progression. Um, right. there's not much to do on an Island. You like you fish or you hunt or you surf or you start a family at a very young age. (laughs) So that natural progression was just like playing in the sand. Oh, it's hot. I'm going to jump in the ocean. Oh, boogie board. Whoa. Okay. Well, surfboard. Whoa, Mm. I can do this. I don't even know how to swim, but I'm going to surf. And then, you know, and then you slowly get bigger waves and you just go further and further out. And, you know, you just surfing is a very addictive thing, man. It's, it's amazing. I've told a number of people who have surfed for the first time, I'm like now you're fucked. Right? Now you absolutely like where you live, who you hang out with, what you talk about. You just eliminated <laughs> like seven eighths of the planet is somewhere you can reside. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure, man. It, I was talking to someone about this yesterday that like surfing might be one of the most like spiritual connected sports. Yeah. I mean, when we're out there, especially if the waves are, consequential um it just puts you in such as just this deep state um that's hard to find elsewhere in the world like your your life's on the line um you're you're reading the ocean you're moving with the ocean and all, all of a sudden you tap into this thing where almost like what you think about starts to happen like you start manifesting these waves and they come to you and, um just like puts you in this crazy flow and then you everything in your body is telling you not to do it. Like your mind is telling you no, but your, your soul's saying yes. And then I don't know. It's just like the craziest experience. Yeah. It's definitely kind of like a drug for sure. <laughs> for sure. Cool. Can you, would you mind sharing like what was one of the hairier more or like impactful surfing experiences you have that may have left that may not have been most positive. It wasn't like, and the, mm. the sky was perfect and the wave was perfect. And I caught the great wave and I went to the beach and I kissed the pretty girl and I rode out in the sunset. <laughs> what's what's some, like a reality of, of, let's say, big wave surfing or some of the situations that you've been in that people may not know? I just think that surfing is like, yes, we're in water. So it's soft when you fall, but it's it's a super crazy sport and a lot can happen. And whether you're you're hitting the reef or you're hitting your board or just a lot, a lot can go on, you know, um, my, my hairiest moment. That's kind of like my story that I've shared with the world is I've had a couple of bad concussions in my life. When I was 16, I got ran over by a jet ski when I was surfing. Um, that was like, it was a life kind of a life or death thing. I was up against a cliff and if the guy didn't come and get me, then I would have been in a really bad situation. Um, that kind of, rocked my world and went through concussion symptoms when also I was 16. So I wasn't really sure if I was just 
turning into an adult or if I had concussion symptoms, you know, I was just like, <laughs> I just need to keep surfing. I need to keep training. Like, ah. yeah. so it wasn't, it wasn't until my second concussion that I realized everything that I was going through. Second Indonesia in this remote, um, remote Island called the wave was called Neos. And it was for like the biggest swell that has been there in like 10 years. And we flew from Hawaii, super exhausted, paddled straight out, was just like, okay, like I don't know this wave, but surfing a new wave is always really interesting. Um, you, it's, it's really fun. Like I, I think climbers have um, a similar thing where they have like their first ascents yeah. um, and their first ascent, they try to do it as quick as possible. And there's like records and stuff. Yeah. So it almost feels like a first ascent where you're like, you're comparing it to other past waves you've surfed and and getting as comfortable as you can as quick as you can and for me i grew up with a wave that was very similar to this huge right and i kind of felt at home so i, I dropped into my first wave just getting my feet in the wax second wave just got a little barrel i was like okay i'm feeling good third wave like paddled over a wave and there was just this huge set and i was the furthest guy out paddled and i was just like I'm fucking going turn around and went on it. And as I got to the bottom, just the whole channel started folding over. And I realized that I was too deep in the wave. I wasn't going to make it. So I pulled into the closeout. And as I like, when you're in the closeout, it's basically like standing in a big room and the room just gets smaller and smaller until you just get exploded like a cave collapsing in and as i like was about to fall i ended up jumping like forward and at the bad timing at the same time the wave launched me so i was like in the air spinning towards my back oh, wow. and i hit something i don't remember um i got knocked out i was underwater was seeing like had a full just like crazy experience right everything was blue and super peaceful and i heard this violin playing it was like this super peaceful violin it was so trippy and then i had one of those experiences where i was looking down i could see the whole bay of where i was i could see the boats in the channel i could see my friends and then all of a sudden i came back into my body and realized that i was underwater and i was like wow. oh fuck don't black out like you're underwater you're underwater go you got this like really just talking myself through it yeah um i got to the surface got on my board just like paddled myself to the channel out of the impact zone and i was like i don't know i hit my board i think and then i looked down and there was just like I, like crazy reef cuts all on my arm and then I looked and it was on my back and then I felt it on my head and wow. I had hit, I had hit a coral head, um, on my head, okay. knocked out. And then from there, it was just super weird. Like, I don't know if you've experienced a concussion before, but yeah, like things all of a sudden aren't familiar. You don't know where you are. You don't know who you are. Yeah. You're in this like weird euphoric, like just place that is very unfamiliar and it can get really really scary yeah but luckily i've been there before and i knew that all i had to do is just live one right here like super present and talk to myself positively through it yeah it's going to be okay 
Yeah. You know, paddling in all of a sudden I realize I don't know where I am and I'm paddling in the total wrong direction. It's okay. It's all good. We're going in there. We're going yeah. towards that tree. All right. We're going towards that tree. It's going to be all good. I think that positive mindset like really, really helped me from like having a total crazy freak out. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it was just like, I thought I was okay. And then I wasn't okay. And then there's no hospitals or anything. Um, I ended up flying back to Bali, renting a, a beautiful villa up in Ubud and just like napping and just resting as much as I could. Yeah. Um, until I felt good enough to go back to America. Wow. Went back to America. Um, I actually had a surf contest and I was like, fuck, I feel kind of good. I want to huh. surf. No kidding. Surfed in my heat. And then all of a sudden, like all the stress from seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time and just like, hey, how you doing? Like all this shit. Yeah. Um, and the stress of the contest and everything, all of a sudden something kind of just broke in me. Mm. And I realized that I was not okay. Wow. Then... Yeah. After that, I had to like wear headphones and listen to music everywhere I went because it was like, um, any, any loud noises would trigger like a crazy headache and, um, yeah, just concussion for, for a, for a year of like not knowing who I was or what, like what I was going to do with my life or like it's bonkers got pretty deep and dark. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. Let's let's take a quick pause there if we can. I'd love yeah. to go back to. So when you paddled back out after the injury, did you tell any of the guys you were with, like, "Hey, I think I fucked myself up," or did anyone look at you and like, "Man, mm. your eyes are kind of doing weird shit"? Mm. Or were you just on your own and be like, "Hey, I'm fine. I just had a little accident." Like, was anyone aware of what you were going through? My friend was in the ch- was in the channel. He's a photographer, and he like checked me out, and he was like, "You gotta fucking go in." This pretty obvious to me you know because yeah. i was just i i can send you a photo but i was just like i it was just bleeding everywhere you know yeah, like yeah. it was pretty obvious but okay i don't think anyone knew like the brain state i was going in because i was just trying to keep it i had no choice but to keep it very positive yeah no, i'm okay i'm okay like yeah i feel weird but i'm okay yeah i'm okay yeah cool. yeah that, that makes more sense i'd also love if we could just take a moment and if you wouldn't mind describing a bit of what a pro surfer's life is like, because you're like, there's a contest or people I haven't seen, there's intensity, mm-hmm. there's stress. And I imagine that there's people listening to this who hear a pro surfer and think, gets up, eats acai and a banana for breakfast, goes surfing, comes home, checks his mailbox, cashes all the checks that are in the mailbox, <laughs> has sex with hot women goes to the mailbox, checks, gets more checks, gets some free t-shirts, eats dinner, goes to bed, wakes up and repeats. So it's like acai, surfing, check cashing, sex, sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine it's probably not just that. Uh, So can you talk a little bit about like, what what are some of the stressors in your life and the, like, what's the, what, what do people not know about being a pro surfer? I mean, you're not, you're not too far off. (laughs) I bless you. But but no, I think, I think what people don't understand is like being a professional, like you either have to um, be winning contests. That's like one way to do it. Yeah. Or you have to be 
marketing yourself and your career just as smart as you can. Okay. Right. And it's like through being as strategic as you can through having your YouTube channel and making engaging videos and right. making sure you're posting twice a day on Instagram and right. TikTok and right. So it's like, how smart can you be with your career? How, like, that's what I'm thinking about most of the time. Right. It's like, what, where am I going next? Right. Um, what's good video ideas? And it kind of gets to the point where it almost like fucks with the pureness of surfing because mm. like right. surfing is such a deep passion for me. And it's like a, a meditation. It's like my teacher, like I go out in the water and I realize how busy my mind is, how off I am. Yeah. How I haven't been taking care of myself. Um, but then you get the aspect of like um, the business and like having to keep shit going and pumping and like finding that balance is, is yeah. quite, quite interesting. Yeah, I bet. I imagine you're, I imagine the, the companies that sponsor you have some PR, but at, now that social media exists, that you're your own PR machine as well. Is that Yeah, accurate? mostly a hundred, I'm like hundred percent my own PR machine. Okay. Yeah. So there's the my business YouTube, of yeah. you and then there's the business of surfing, which is I still have to be in shape. I still have to win mm. contests. I have to know what I'm doing. I imagine there's a lot of strategy and watching film and checking out waves and et cetera. But then mm -hmm. you're your, oh, it's, it's, yeah, I, I can see how the balance would probably be quite stressful. And in any athletic endeavor, we know we're, I used to fight professionally. You're, you're, you're one injury away from having to have a new career. Yeah. Or I mean, Kelly's a little bit of an anomaly with his age. Most professional athletes aren't, aren't doing what they do in their late thirties, early forties. So you also have a window within which to make as much money, get the connections, do the things. So yeah, I imagine it's not there. I imagine it is uh, far more business heady and stressful than, than a lot of people realize. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the part that people don't realize. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, that just do the surfing and they're living like good lives and, mm -hmm. but sooner or later, they're probably going to have to find a job. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's always been my goal to like get out of the surf world, establish myself, create companies, get enough income so that I'm making my money outside of the surf world and then I can surf for fun. You know? Yeah. Beautiful. Like that's, that's kind of the goal. Good on you, man. Uh, okay. Can we go back to, so you're at this contest. It's it, whatever it is that you said snaps in you. Cole, what's, what, what are like the next, did you, did you surf the contest? Did you pull out of the contest? And, and what are the next like three days like for you? Is it just mm. questions? Is yeah. It, fuck, am I broken? Is it talking to doctors? Is it, mm. what are those next three days like? So I surfed my heat, actually almost made it. It's a blessing I probably didn't make it. And the next three days were like, I was in my house, in my rental, laying on my couch in the dark with my like music in my ears, like Mozart playing in my ears. Yeah. And just like any loud noise or any like too much thinking would just create a crazy headache. And like, no kidding. I was pr pretty much just like down, down and out. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the confusion of making, making decisions on like, okay, who do I see? Like, where do I go? 
right. what do I even do? What's the next step here? Like, yeah. Um, I went to, uh, I had Kaiser insurance and I went to like a Kaiser permanente, um, facility and they, they, I saw the brain neurologist and she looked at me and she said that I don't want you to get an MRI because I don't want you to see that you're okay. And then you're going to just go out and surf and injure yourself again. Wow. So I ended up, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what? Well, well, like, and then I'm there, I'm alone. Like I, I, I didn't like really know how to process that. And I was just yeah. like, whoa, like what? Like, so I ended up leaving with like, okay, well, am I okay? Or yeah. am I not okay? And and I'm not, I don't know. And that, so that was a really weird one for me. Cause I got like, I was even more in, in a question mark. Yeah, I bet. Um, it's not like you're in the NFL and they're like, here are the team doctors. Here's the mm-hmm. team consultants. It's like, you're a professional surfer now trying to figure out whether you have a, a brain injury and the doctor's mm-hmm. saying, I don't want you to know that you don't. Yeah. It's got to be confusing as fuck, man. Yeah. Super, super weird. I think like now a lot of, a lot more people, especially in the surf world have experienced brain injuries. And I think there's like, there's a, there's like a nice roadmap to like, okay, here you are, you, you have a brain injury, like take these next steps, see these people and you can, you can get better quicker for sure now. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I went down a really confusing path and I kind of just had to like, um, do what made me feel good. And literally that was, I had a hammock and a journal and a book. And I just wake up in the morning, go walk in nature and find a hammock spot and just post up pretty much for the day. Okay. And just journal and read and sleep and Wow. Like that was where I felt really good. And, and you know, any, uh, I couldn't do much, much like training or anything. It was, it yeah. is so weird. It's not like your knee hurts and you're like, oh, like, okay, I'm feeling good. Like maybe I can't go for a run. It's like yeah. one day you'll be like, I feel good. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go for a walk. You go for a walk and all of a sudden 30 minutes down the road, you just hit a wall and you're like, oh shit, I went too far. And then you're laying in your bed for the next five days. Wow. Just like so, so trippy. Wow, man. Sorry, how about okay. I got my French French here right here. He's probably snorting around. <laughs> What's his name? This is this is tr- uh Chunk. Chunk. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Chunk. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna just chew on his bone right on my lap here. It's, it's perfect. Oh, was was that <laughs> I mean, was the unknown what what made a lot of this hard? Of like, I don't, I don't know. God, it's, I figure with a knee, if we use that as an example, you're like, I have six weeks of PT. I do a mm. test. I walk a half a mile, but it feels mm. like this is so chaotic and unstructured that that alone would play on your emotional and mental well being. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember talking to Owen Wright, who's a professional surfer who had a gnarly brain injury. Um, and he told me, he said, look, it's going to be a year before you feel sort of yourself again. And that was the best advice I ever got because it wasn't like going week by week, like 
right. you know, or if you get surgery on something and they're like, you're going to be out for three months, four months, you know, like, okay, okay. Yeah. But he was like, look, like it's going to be a year before you feel normal again. And you just need to be super patient with yourself. Wow. And that was the best, that was the best advice I got because it, it just stretched out my expectations, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that like a lot of the darkness and stuff came from not knowing if I was ever going to be able to surf again. Yeah. And like surfing for me is more than how I get paid. It's sure. it's how I express myself. It's yeah. how I check in with myself, how I push myself. Like, so it was, it was interesting being like, will I be able to surf again? How am I going to make money? Like, right. these you know. are all real questions. And and I imagine how old are you, Carl? I'm 27. Okay, so this is not you know, I'm 62, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to surf again. This is you're still yeah. in peak athleticism and 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 a very young stage of your life. God, that must have yeah. been challenging. What what were what were some of the ways? Like, did you tell your your your? I imagine your like your sponsors, your team, your friends. Like, were you open about this? And what was the reception you got from people? Because I think it's a lot easier if you can point to your elbow and they're like, "Oh man, that thing looks fucking swollen. You're you're you need to take time off." But when when it's a yeah. head injury or a mental emotional challenge, people are like, "You look great, man. Look at you. You're yeah. tan. You're smiling. Like get back out there." <laughs> yeah, I mean, to to my sponsors, I didn't really tell them. Um, I had enough like content from the past year that I was just posting shit on Instagram and like. People had no idea really I was even injured. Oh, wow. Which was interesting. Um, mostly just talking to my family and friends and like trying to explain what I was going through. And, you know, some people are like, oh, you'll get through it. And some people are like, oh, maybe it's like a, maybe it's a mental thing. Mm. Like maybe you're just going through like some weird thought processes. And yeah, like it was always like, yeah, it was always like, oh, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. But, it got to the point where it was like, I'm a very happy person. Like, yeah. um, I, you know, grew up in Hawaii. I have a beautiful family at the time I was in a beautiful relationship and I couldn't all of a sudden I couldn't feel anything. Like I couldn't feel happiness. I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel joy. I couldn't feel love. Um, I just felt like, a deep numbness, which was really interesting. Um, I never experienced that before. And that, uh, mixed with like, I had a, I don't know, I like to call it like a slippery mind where like I would think of something or something would happen. And that moment would just replay in my head over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my head until it would actually start like burning my head like my brain would get really really hot um and i'd have to like call someone on the phone or go for a nature walk or go jump in the ocean or go for like a little run or jump in an ice bath i had to just like literally break myself out of that um and it got to a point where those burning thoughts were like uh like committing suicide so it was like it was like this no, I don't want to, you know, but mm. yeah, you should do it. You should fucking really do it. Yeah. This will get you out of there. Like, yeah, fuck this. Like do it. Yeah. Let's just, let's just get out of here. Be easy. Da, 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 da. Brrr, just fucking going and going and going until I'd be out. have to like 
get up and just like ah, like run oh. and get my get myself out of that brain state. Hope you're loving this conversation with Koa. I certainly did. I would love to invite you, man, woman, anything in between. If you don't have plans for New Year's, myself, Leela, Jeremy Goldberg, we are putting on another amazing workshop down in the Dominican called The Awakening. This is seven days in the sun. We're living in a treehouse. We're doing all kinds of incredible men's work, women's work, work, uh, together work, inspirational work. Come spend your New Year's with a conscious group of people who will be your family, will hold you while you heal, will inspire you to the next chapter, and you will get to start the the new year off on a very different foot than you ever have before. Please go to manuncivilized.com forward slash the dash awakening. Again, manuncivilized.com forward slash the dash awakening. And we'll see you in December. All right, back to Koa. Oh, that's intense, man. I also just um, appreciate you talking uh, about a, that. A that's couple so of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I, I, I made a documentary about it. Um, I, I put it on YouTube. It's called resurfacing um, where I go into like how I recovered from it and stuff. And um, just the impact on like how many people I've had reach out to me and talk to me about, Oh, I'm going through the same shit and I've never told anyone. And like, right. now I know I'm going to be okay. So yeah. I'm like, this is what I'm going through. Like I'm going to fucking tell, tell you about it and hopefully yeah. it can help, help you. Um, Two, two things that really helped me. One was like, I developed a relationship with myself that I would be like, you know what? This isn't me mm. and I'm going to be okay when it passes. So mm. I was like dismissing myself like, yeah. oh no, that's, that's not me. Right. You know, I think that really helped. The other thing was I, I went to go see a therapist and they were getting, trying to get me on um, antidepressants. And I've always been a very natural pathic person. And I, I just had watched, um, fantastic fungi. Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, and Paul Stamets tells his story about how he cured himself from stuttering. He had like a heroic dose of mushrooms, (laughs) got caught in a storm in a tree and like, just told himself he had to stop stuttering. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's the answer. I'm going to do that. So. I went with my brother. I was like, if, if this doesn't work, then I'll take antidepressants and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. I ended up going with my brother in nature and taking a high dose of mushrooms naked in the sun, um, just breathing into it. I think we took about like three or four grams okay. of psilocybin. And it was just such a crazy experience. Like it, I like, I mean, like I was closing my eyes, I was breathing, like Wim Hofing, like just mm-hmm. trying to get the most out of this as it's coming in naked in the sun with my brother, super safe environment. And all of a sudden I started like seeing all these geometrical shapes, geometric shapes. And then all of a sudden this, this is like, it's always funny trying to explain uh, a psychedelic trip. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you, you either know or you don't know, you know? <laughs> But this is what I experienced. And at first when I was telling people, I was like, I'm not going to tell them this. Like, yeah, uh, they're not, they just think I'm crazy. But yeah. I was, I was in this, like this land, like it looked, it was like Egypt. There was pyramids. My eyes are closed. I'm breathing heavily. The three or four uh, gram, 
grams of uh, mushrooms are hitting me hard. And all of a sudden, so I'm in this Egyptian landscape. Um, there's pyramids and stuff. And I, I look over and up on this pyramid that I'm standing on, there's a bench. And there's two light beings standing next to it. And they said, Koa, come and sit down with us. And I was like, whoa, okay. I went and I sat down on the bench with them. And as soon as I sat down, they just started like downloading me like this very strong voice. Um, Whether that was the voice inside me or it was coming from a spirit guide or elsewhere, I'm not sure. Started reminding me about who I was as a child. Like, just like the free flowing, not giving a fuck about what people think, like very kind, loving child that like was so passionate about surfing and having fun. And like, I had lost connection with who I was Mm. through the whole confusion of the brain injury. I had forgot who I was. I had no idea who I was because I was so confused for a year. Yeah. So it reminded me who I was of a child. Mm. And then it reminded me that I'm a good person. And this voice started getting super fucking intense until it started yelling at me. And it was like, Koa, like, you know what you need to do to heal. Like, just, you have the tools within you. Like, you just need to trust yourself. Like, stop relying on other people to tell you if you're healed or not. Like, take care of yourself. Stop drinking alcohol. Stop smoking weed. Meditate. Breathe eat as good as you can like just do 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 and then all of a sudden it was just like boom and i i felt this just like explosion in my heart and it was like i i told you i couldn't feel anything before like i yeah. couldn't feel happiness i couldn't feel uh, joy or love or anything and all of a sudden i just got my feeling back throughout my body and i walked away from that experience i never felt depression again like straight straight up like crazy and i mean that that's what happened like yeah that was that was my experience that's so wild and i was super like skeptical telling that story of course first especially with like one of my sponsors gonna think like right i'm gonna be a drug addict and then i was like you know what like this happened to me yeah now i'm not making it up i'm not like trying to sell something it's like this this help really really helped me and i do believe that it's something there's something so deep and powerful there that like it should be it should be explored and talked about yeah wow that's wild and again appreciate just your 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 honesty throughout this whole thing uh psilocybin is making it's it's up in comments i'd say right Mm. we're finally now looking at at certain plant medicines and not demonizing them first, not demonizing them, recognizing, especially in communities where there's a lot of PTSD and trauma that, well, these are really valuable, really valuable tools. If used the right way, you know, three grams Mm -hmm. and going to your favorite concert may not cure you of what you're dealing with, but you, your set and setting was, sounds like it was brilliant, right? In the, in the jungle with your brother in nature. So can I say, Say super yeah. safe, right? I think we need to emphasize that a number of times. What what happened when you walked out of that scenario? Like, was it? Did you believe it was real? Was it instant and and fully embodied? 
Did you take a couple of days to be like, well, I wonder if that was real? Like, how did you navigate again, like the next couple or the next chapter of that healing? And, and what did that look like? Did you quit drinking? Did you quit smoking pot? Did you start meditating? Did you start eating well? Yeah. So I, when, when we, when we released this film, we, we did a premiere in Venice beach and we had, um, a speaker from maps there. Um, and she kind of helped me understand what was going on. And one thing that she said was like, mushrooms and psychedelics, like aren't the answer. Mm -hmm. They are like a bandaid for a wound and they will give you the insights, but by keeping like you can't just do mushrooms again when you need them like they they will tell you what to do yeah and then you have to it's up to you to implement you know so i feel like i was shown almost like a map to healing mm-hmm. what do you have to do to heal and it was what i knew i had to do it was like take care of myself on the deepest level yeah with my with my diet with my sleep with my my honesty to myself of how I'm feeling like mm-hmm. I'm too tired. I don't have to go to dinner with, or I don't have to go to these gatherings if I don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, so it showed me the insight and then it was like, okay, now I have to apply. Yeah. Um, and I think that's super important to, to mention because it's not like, like, yes, the mushrooms and the psilocybin probably made me like, like unlocked some things. Yeah. And then they told me how to keep, like, to stay there. Mm. Um, But after that happened, like, I just felt good. I Mm. felt alive again. I was happy. I was energized. I was Mm. able to, like, move my body. And I was able to start surfing again and, like, just slow building everything until I was back to stronger than I've ever been in my life. Wow. You know? so awesome so i think they say like with psychedelics like if you get the message like hang up the phone Mm. you know don't don't keep calling yeah because like you already got the message you already know what to do right um so yeah just 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 apply Cool. I want to I want to ask you perhaps an an odd question, especially for men and in men's work, which is my realm. We talk a lot about initiations, about how processes and most initiations, the way it's described, is a controlled death, and you go through a controlled death to get from one iteration or one evolution into the next. And so this sounds to me like you went through an initiation. And so I'm curious if, if given a moment, if you could look at how you existed before this process all happened to you and how you exist now, and if you would have any idea of what you may have been initiated into, does that question make sense? Yeah, I, I, I think I understand it. And I think it was like the initiation of like, like, trusting that i know what i need to do and like like trusting in my my power Mm -hmm. um and like not relying on everyone else to give me what i need it was like right i need to build within here and trust that i know yeah 
don't know. Does that is yeah, does that's that really kind of helpful. make sense? Because I imagine as and again, I'm just projecting on you because I've never been a pro surfer, but I imagine there's a lot of people in your life who have a lot of really good opinions about what you should do and how you should live and what you should say and where you should be and and yada yada. Uh, and it sounds like you got initiated back into yourself, mm-hmm. back into almost into your own power where you get to say like, thank you. I appreciate all of your opinions. And now I'm going to go do this because this is what my heart wants. This is what mm-hmm. my soul wants, which as this is material- all that matters. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, you know, as the materials get thrown at you, more money, more women, more cars, more sponsorship. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's probably a lot harder to keep, keep that in front and center. Cole, what would you say has happened or shifted in your life since the documentary came out? Was it re- received positively by your sponsors? Was it received positive, positively by people in your life? Are you recognized more now? Is it weird to be like, hey, you're the dude in the mushroom documentary as opposed to, hey, you're the pro surfer? Mm. Or has that happened? I think, it, I think it, was, it was definitely weird. Like prior to letting it go, I was like, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just amazing how much amazing like feedback, but mostly like how many people reached out to me and shared what they're going through and just how much that just seeing that like made them realize that they could heal and they can do it. Um, it, it was the most impactful thing I've ever done in my career. Like, wow. like, at, like so many people reach out to me and they I feel like they understand who I am more where before I was the surfer or like this good looking Hawaiian surfer kid bro right. but who is he and right I think this was like okay this mm-hmm. is who I, this is who I am like mm-hmm. and yeah I think it yeah it was, it was super cool for sure but this I is- think it was, it was interesting because the, the injury happened almost like four or five years ago oh really oh wow okay yeah and then the film we filmed the film and then because i was i did this ultimate surfer tv show on abc um they didn't want me to release it because it was about psilocybin which is they called it like promoting drug use sure sure um so i had to hold off for a year to release it Oh, no um, and so that we were sitting on it for a while, just like, oh, yeah. yeah, what's going to happen? Um, yeah. And then just the insights that have came to me since then, just re- relearning it all and reminding me and like, oh, I'm not on that program anymore. Okay, well, if I need to be, I, I, this is what I need to do, you know? So it's been cool. Cool. Did this, did this shift any of your, not professional career, but professional aspirations? Has it moved you in a place of, yeah, this is something I want to keep talking about. These are messages that I want to make sure get out as much as, you know, buy my smoothies, eat, eat my acai bowls and, and follow my career. Has, has this opened a line of insight or inquiry for you on into more of like a healing space? For sure. For sure. It, it made me like just everything I do, I want to like have a message in it and share more of my mindsets and what I do, why I do what I do. Um, Because there's a lot of people that just don't know what the fuck they're doing right now. And they don't know why they're suffering. They don't know why they're drinking Coca-Cola all day and eating fast food. And they're not sure why they have anxiety or they don't know what to do with their life. 
like um so i think that was like a a green light of like mm. you can go in this direction go for yeah. it and for me it's just like now i'm almost like more on a self-exploration mission than like just trying to become this this professional surfer you know it's like okay well who am i why am i here what am i doing what do i want to do who do i want to hang out with Mm. what do i want to spend my time doing um so it's been a lot it's been a lot of that recently yeah good good for you man I, i imagine you you have seen an exponential amount of of ex athletes who don't do well right because they don't know the answers to these questions like who am i without surfing who am i without this partner if you break up who am i without this business if you get fired who am i without these family member or whatever it may be these are these are really deep consequential questions and mm-hmm. when people leave professions where you're Koa smith the surfer and if you're not the surfer anymore if you don't know who you are i, I mean i've seen it in the nfl i've seen it with fighting a mm-hmm. lot of guys in our world you know do have the, the pro fight world has a lot of suicides. And I think a mm. lot of it is like, well, who the fuck am I now? So good yeah. on you. Good on you. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about it. Just like I, I don't want to be held back from past fucking traumas that I went through and and just these like weird beliefs that aren't even me. They're someone else's voice in my head. Right. And I think just like exploring why do you react like that? Like, why is this making you feel weird? Like, why? And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like that. Like, I don't have to be a certain way. I can fucking be me and I can, and I want to explore. I want to like, where can you go? What is the human potential? Right. If I release everything right. and I just release fear, I release judgment, I release self-judgment, I released like, oh, where do I go? Like, do I start floating? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but it's hard. It's hard when you're like frustrated and you're like, they said that to me. And then you're like, oh, well, that's, they're wrong. And then really you're like, wait, like, why am I feeling like this? It's like, oh, because when I was younger, X happened and it reminded me of that. And I feel unsafe and uncomfortable now. Yeah. And, and then you're like, wait, that's like, that's not even me like i'm i'm okay it's all good yeah i don't know exploring that is 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 amazing it's a beaut. it's a beautiful path it's not an easy path to walk but it is a beautiful path i think you're in a really unique position with your platform and the number of people who know you to help bring a number of people i'd say men specifically and i know i'm biased because that's my world but it's there are not a lot of men out there koa doing what you're doing and there are not a lot of men out there who are doing what you're doing when they don't have to. I think that's mm. one of the things also that makes you really unique and special. So you could just go be a surfer. You just surf. That's it. What do you do? I surf. I get up. I, I live the five things that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Mm. So it's good. more power to you, man, and, and good on you. I said when we started this that our mission is to end the suffering in men and therefore mm. a lot of the suffering that we put out. So I, I appreciate you being part of the mission, even if you, if you don't know you are. What's, yeah, what's next I, for you? Or sorry, go ahead. 
I was just going to say that, especially in men, like we think we're so strong and just like, no, like nothing can hurt me. I can't show any emotions. And I just think that that's bullshit. Like you got to like really let, like let yourself open up and feel and look inward and just let your guard down and like, why ask yourself why, why is shit happening? Yeah. Yeah, And be real, right. You just, you just shared like, Hey, this is what was real for me. It's so powerful and so undervalued and, and so valuable. So thank you. I'm yes. curious, like what, what's next on your plate? What's next on the horizon for you? Any projects, anything we can share with the, the listeners? Yeah, um, I'm working on a film right now that's been really interesting. Um, it's called The Source. Um, and it kind of goes into um, that, what I was talking about of like balancing the surf career with like the, the passion and not letting it like trying to not let it like destroy my passion through like social media. And also the whole message is just like how consumed we are with social media nowadays and just disconnecting and, 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 and getting into nature and getting out mm. of your comfort zone can be with like learning who you are more and, um, and just experiencing that power again, because there's such a power that you can feel connected to, you know? Um, so that's been, that's been super interesting. I've been working on it for about a year. Um, and so that should come out in November if all comes together in two months. Um, yeah. Wow. This November. Awesome. Awesome. Good for you. Maybe maybe December. (laughs) 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 Maybe December. Okay. But, but yeah, just, um, right now I'm just like, I I went to burning man, which is a wild, wild experience. And yeah. Um, that gave me like a lot of reflection on, on my path right now. And, um, what do I really want to be focusing on? Um, and I think I narrowed it down to like a couple things that I'm working on. Um, and I just want to give that my hundred percent and get those to a point where they're, um, you know, starting to see the fruits of those trees planted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like stepping back and like, narrowing in mm. on on some things so it's been awesome man. It's been interesting and if, if people wanted to find out more about you find find the film find your social media where's the best place to direct them yeah so my i'm super active on instagram mostly um just koa smith um youtube channel is the smith brothers the film about my head injury and recovery process is called resurfacing um it's by Mudwater. Um, so if you just type in Coa Smith resurfacing, you should be able to to view that. It's only about twelve minutes long, so it's an easy cool. easy watch. Awesome, yeah. brother! Thanks again so much for coming in, for sharing your time, and mostly just for sharing your story, man. It's it's really inspiring, and I have a feeling it's doing a lot more good than even though you've gotten inundated with messages. There's so many people who are going to watch that or hear this or hear your story and get relief, and and you'll you'll never know. But thank you for yeah, for being yeah. a man on the path of us. Appreciate you. 100%. Thank you for um yeah, thank you for helping me share. My pleasure. This is Trevor Bohm signing off on another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give us a share, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, and if you're interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, whether you're a man or a woman, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book and get reading.